Welcome, folks. We've got a new episode of something we haven't titled yet. It's like Fillmore's filler, but we're going to call it something else because guess what? Sam is with me on this one. So we thought we would throw this one out in between episodes. We're not sure when this one will air, but um, we hope you enjoy it anyway. As always, is quite frankly a Howard Stern podcast. We're on all kinds of podcast media, um, podcast apps, that is. And please, if you can, remember to sign into our YouTube channel and subscribe. And um, because we're going to be doing a, a few more video walkthroughs over the next few months as well. And um, we're just going to read some of the comments you guys have left for us on YouTube and some of the Facebook comments as well, because a lot of those are really great. So I, I have to say, I think, and I've said this before, we have really intelligent fans who give incredible responses and I feel bad that we can't even get back to all of them all the time on these uh, comments in our videos. I wish I could respond to all of them, but I, you know, we lose, we post a, you know, a video or two a week or a podcast or two a week, and sometimes it just gets overwhelming. So we definitely appreciate all of you guys commenting. They're hilarious. And eventually I end up reading them all. Yeah. Everyone's so funny. <laughs> Those of you who wonder what happened to your comments, uh, I have to be honest, YouTube has deleted some of my comments, my responses when I've responded on uh, the app as opposed to on a PC or a laptop, which I don't understand why. Maybe something I have to update, I'm not sure, on my app. But um, in terms of the channel where uh, I know I have blocked people or deleted their comments, it's because they said something incredibly insulting for no with no there was no constructive criticism it was just outright i hate your voice or i hate this or i you know, feel more sounds like this and like well okay those those get deleted and you get blocked because clearly you're not a fan and you don't care to make it better so you're not planning on liking the show we don't want that on there um so help us help us if you don't like us tell us why you don't like us exactly and then we'll leave it on there and we'll we'll respond yeah, things we can change. I'm more than I'm one of those people I don't care. Like I I want constructive criticism. I think that helps you better everything in general. So that's awesome. And we really appreciate that kind of criticism. If you're just being insulting for things that we can't change, like the sound of our voice, uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> right. So suck it. Um, the, um, the first, I'll read the first one. This is from our, um, absentee father of the year podcast that we released. Uh, I believe, I think Raven might've been on that one and she'll be up on a future breakdown coming soon guys. So you can rest assured she's not gone anywhere. She's just needed a bit of time off. Uh, this one is from you mad, uh, 1729. Robin was a nurse, but can't clean a room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was a nurse the way Howard was just about everything. Um, let's go to, you know, it's so go, funny. My, go ahead. my mom's a nurse and she sends me pictures sometimes cause she's been, she's retiring next year and she sends me pictures of herself and working overtime in the COVID mobile, uh, sort of, uh, I guess like mobile stations for COVID testing. Mm -hmm. And, I think about how much work she does and I think about Robin as a nurse and it just blows my mind. Like you oh, two God. were how right. and if you, you know and I mean? if you read her book and her accounting of her nursing days, you'd think you'd prefer like bubonic plague or something. You'd you'd prefer <laughs> to die in your bed. <laughs> she was a nurse the way I was on Halloween with like stripper heels. 
I love how she was in the pediatric wing, and at the end of her book, <laughs> she, she she left the uh, big sister, the little sister. She <laughs> was to, she Aww, abandoned her less than a year into it. And she Too goes, bad. was it mired in guilt? She, I fled to a health spa. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to move. I had to move on with my life. Can you read this one here, Sam? The uh, from the spit roasted pelican testimonial train wreck. Uh, uh, I see. I can't see that. You okay? You're... It, okay, and it's called. It's Jessica Luber- Luberta's. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the in in post. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So Jessica Luberta uh, says in post. <laughs> I love Sam. That's because this episode, oh my God, needed needed some severe editing. I mean, wow. They just threw the kitchen sink and everything in it. And they go, oh yeah, yeah, well, we're going to take that out in post. And I was just flabbergasted in post. What? There's a post? <laughs> okay. Um, are you going to read the Ups and Pratt comment here? Yeah, uh, that, this was, Pratt is hilarious. This is, this is from. He's a good poster. He he he's a uh, often has a lot of incisive things to say. Um, this is from NPD four, episode thirty three. Yeah, he's great. He posts really funny things. He says uh, the question isn't why did Howard walk on Beth's white carpet. The question is why does Beth have an office? <laughs> is it a pretend office? I can imagine Beth went to Office Max, got a bunch of pens, pencils, and sticky notes to put on her desk to make people think she's doing business in her office. She probably even went to the bookstore to get a bunch of books to put on a bookshelf to fool people into thinking she can read. <laughs> Is Office Max like Office Depot, or did they become? Yeah, that? yeah, it's essentially you know like the Home Depot of office supplies. Um, we've got one from um, S A Space H. Uh, who's t- commenting on the uh, summit part three, uh, who mourns for a dumbass episode. And she says, or he says, I've re-listened to the saga about three times now. I love it. Every time I get more exasperated, we did while we were f- recording it. And yes, we, and we're getting, thank you guys for being re-listeners because we don't even have, we have, but something like 750 something subscribers and the numbers the number of subscribers doesn't explain why some of these are getting thousands of hits because it, it has to be you guys are re-listening. So we appreciate it. We try to make it so it's like a song. You can keep listening to it and and, and get entertained by it. Um, so. That saga, people who listen to it over and over and they say that's a very, that's one that they like to do over a bunch of times and re-listen. I can't tell you what a slog that mm-hmm. awful... That awful summit was. That's right. And if part two does come out, yes, we will be giving it the same treatment. It's just going to take us a lot more fucking Xanax and Maalox and I don't know whatever else <laughs> gets us through it. But uh, supposedly that's being released. Um, what about this one from Jeremiah Smith on the same video? Howie Baby used to talk about all his rival radio stations and how the program directors would be wine and dined with meager steak dinners. Literally his words. Decades later, he's reduced to being on the other end of the table pitching this to his staff. The same exact lame payola tactics that he righteously decried in the past. Certainly no big entertainment star would be interested in rubbing elbows with this douchebag staff he had. So true. (laughs) Yeah, it was. That's why the cringeworthy really comes in because it's so pathetically desperate 
I think that's why you know people were. Um, who yeah. would buy the way film? Or who? Right, like okay, so you give this summit. Who would you want to be whining and dining these celebrity agents? Sal, Richard, fucking JD. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, this is a, a, a comment from, I'll read the next two, Damon Giles, who posted on the uh, No Need for Icky Vaginefeld, episode number 24. Uh, I like Sam. That's a woman you can go to war with. Respect. Thank you, Damon. Yes, I agree. And that's why I we, we threw our lot in together, because we have simpatico with this stuff. I actually, uh, I appreciate that one, because on Reddit, I've... <laughs> I've read comments where they're like, could you imagine dating her? <laughs> <Where's> <laughs> psycho? I'm like, ah, yay. <laughs> this was, uh, normally I, um, normally the longer ones, it's going to be tough, but I'll go through it. Uh, Natalie Panaro stack, who's one of our favorites. She's very, uh, she's very verbose, but that's also good. I mean, that means she cares. She wrote about, uh, on the NPD four part two episode number 34, such a great show. I'm learning so much about NPD as well. Beth reminds me of a saying, quote, a woman who marries for money pays for it the rest of their life. Uh, unquote, unquote. I wonder why Wiggy w- even wanted to do this. It, I think it may have been a little test for Beth. You guys may have said why in the last episode. Also at 3413, did you hear the panic in Beth's voice when Howard said, maybe I'm not the man for you? And she said, are you kidding? Is this for the show? See the threat. What a dick. I can't fathom how Beth stays in this mentally abusive relationship for at least 20 years. Allison married him when he had nothing and knew him before fame, so she was on a much more equal footing than Beth could ever be. Like Sam, I really don't like Beth because she did sign up for this. <laughs> I wonder if she is deep enough to see basically she basically sold her soul to the devil for fame and his money, which he controls anyway. I think at this point she stays because where is she going to go? If in that prenup there are a few million if she leaves, I would have taken it in a heartbeat and left. <laughs> Also, when she mentioned about going out with friends, I just thought to myself, she doesn't have any. (laughs) She may may have some Hollywood friends, but Howard had said, Beth really doesn't have a lot of friends. I wonder what her mental issues are to stay with in this with such a miserable monster. Thank you, Jim and Sam and Bob D XOXO PS. The sickest part is how he seems to be proud that he controls Beth, that he wants her afraid of him. And he's a puppet master. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I have to say, wait, go back to that comment. Uh, when she says, uh, if there was a prenup and a few million, I would have taken it in a heartbeat and left. I th- I think that train, there was a certain point where that track could have switched and she should have rent- went that route and she didn't. And yeah. now she's too old. What is she going to do? She like she, if she leaves, she'll get a prenup. But that the way she lives, those millions won't last very long. Cause she's too stupid. She lives way too wealthy, and t- there's no there's no way somebody wealthier as a man is going to take that fucking head case on. No yeah. way. Yeah, and how do you downsize when you've got? so much and then all of a sudden you've got to really really downsize a lot of musicians when they get big and then lose their their career goes to shit they have and sports stars they do the same thing um let's see hold on uh <laughs> okay uh can you read this one here from steve cunningham in the uh mm-hmm. at rescind, rescinding volume three featuring ellen episode 32 uh, by the way uh florentine told me he's he listened to that episode and he said 
I never, he texted me, he goes, I never, I knew that they had a contentious relationship, but I never realized how brutal Howard was to her. Like exactly <laughs> how brutal. He's like, holy shit. It was bad. <laughs> when I started, like, how could you ever be friends with someone like that? When you start, when I started collecting them, I started thinking to myself, first of all, I ha- I would have no respect for someone who said all these things then completely didn't about face because you couldn't take their opinion seriously. It really is like a double agent in a war. You so know, how you could you trust- get married on their show? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I want to like humiliate him, um, which is why I think a lot of them put up with him because uh, they just they're they're just amused by his stupidity. So Steve Cunningham four days ago commented on this video and said. So Howard growled and bluffed like the cowardly lion for years. But then Ellen's phone call pulled the thorn out of his paw. (laughs) (laughs) Great episode. Uh, Let's see what we got here. This is from our very latest episode, the failed Fox pilot part one, episode 35, which by the way, this second part is coming up. You guys will all have already heard it by now, I'm sure. But, um, we got such a great response for this episode. Uh, I, I was shocked because the clips have been on YouTube for ages. And um, I guess I, maybe because we put it all together with the other clips, that makes a difference. I still cannot believe how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those pictures that you're still seeing oh, images yeah. later. <laughs> oh. Okay. So Oscar Patino said, intro is sad. I want Howard to be happy, whether that means storming out of the closet, divorcing the horse, moving Ralphie Cakes into his bedroom at Castle Grayskull, and euthanizing all the cats. Yes, his, <laughs> his new PC show is lame, but in today's climate, that's just smart. Corporate woke, cancel mob, don't play around. I loved Classic Stern. Great show, by the way. And now there's a disagreement here from Andre Brunsma, who is a great, great poster. Um, did you want to read that one? Uh, Andre says, I disagree. The success of comedians like Bill Burr prove that it is possible to navigate these issues if you do it thoughtfully. I think if Stern was an honest person with genuine empathy, he could have he could have a very compelling discussion about his blackface episodes. He could discuss how, in hindsight, it's offensive, but that the current cancel climate is also unhealthy. I think his ratings would go through the roof if Howard pivoted to an adult format. But that's not Howard. He's not a principled person, so he's not capable of having a thoughtful, even-handed conversation about these kind of things. It's why he evaded any serious discussion about politics when he was on mayor last time. So I don't see uh, his new PC show really as smart. I see it as Howard recognizing his limitations. That's very thoughtful comment yeah i think so um that we've got uh, a few little <laughs> a few there's a few extra ones on that one uh ldn 91 says this pilot is a mess there's no direction at all how did he think this would ever get picked up uh, well <laughs> uh, you know they offered him to go against johnny carson according to him and they offered him it and he turned it down because he was like i could just do what i want on the radio and that's for me baby Mighty Mighty Jones uh, has uh, has really stepped up his posting. I think he's sort of a new newish poster. I'm not exactly sure, but same episode. I'm not a high level TV executive, but I'm pretty sure Fox didn't have two dudes showing their guns to entertain late night America in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Oh, that was a that was like a horrendous part. I blocked out. 
let's see. Um, okay. Uh, would you like to read this one from Al W or ALW? Sure. You guys are right. Howard has learned nothing. It's pretty strange that Howie is running this TV pilot like a radio show with no planning while he runs his current radio show with too much rigid, uh, rigidity. Is that how you say that? Rigidity? That's correct. You got okay. it. A t- <laughs> it just seems like too many syllables. <laughs> a TV show. <laughs> a TV show has. <laughs> a TV show has a fixed length of time with commercial breaks that needs to be planned down to the minute. A radio show should not be run like Saturday Night Live because it has more time to fill and can get away with more spontaneous bits and ad-libbing. You're so correct, Al. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's. <laughs> this is good. From HKFin83, one of my favorite um, commenters on the channel. This is uh, from the third part of the summit once again. At around two hours in, Howard essentially announces to his entire staff that they have now been tasked with another full-time job. (laughs) (laughs) Brackets. Publicist, showbooker, Twitter spammer. (laughs) That they were neither hired to do, nor received any training thereupon, nor will receive any remuneration there regarding... And he's watching. He knows what you're doing. He sounds like Santa Claus. Uh, are, are there any labor basic human rights laws being breached here? I mean, this is New York, right? This can't be legally permissible. Well, uh, um, HK Finn, they really fucked up labor labor movements. Yeah. <laughs> they were mostly run by the mob in New York. So I think that um <laughs> I think they're just SOL. They just don't have any recourse. <laughs> Okay. They have to be those Twitter spammers now. <laughs> okay. Shelly Lannon um, commented on the uh, fail- the Fox pilot episode. Sam, quote, swollen camel. Oh, my God. I just died. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those leotards camel. were just. Yeah. So this is a more um, recent poster. This is from Crozier's Shell Station. Say that five times fast. Um, And he's also talking in this exact same episode. Every time I've seen this, I keep wondering why he's so angry in it. He acts as if he's wanted to do this stuff for a long time, but something or someone has been blocking him. What the fuck? He could have put all that red carpet breakfast thank you gifts for guest shit years ago. But but all that stuff costs money. (laughs) Go ahead, Sam. You know what, Crozier? (laughs) Shell Station? I... I can't believe you're right. And this also makes me think of the Fox pilot where it's like, you, I, why are you angry at the fact that you got offered a TV show that you have to put effort in? Like he acted pissed off. Like, oh, don't you want a show? Didn't you want this? <laughs> and then uh, you got Buckwald saying this would be extremely problematic <laughs> to get a show. Um so let's continue. So I think his anger comes from him wanting to create a high-class, elegant, luxurious experience, but also to exert financial anorexia on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty clear that Howard is anorexic, and I think as it took control of his body, he applied it to the show as well. I want to be thought of as generous without spending any money. That's his anger. He wants to be the good guy and the bad guy at the same time. No wonder he changed his tune about Ellen. They're basically the same person. Brilliant. Wow, that was such a great post. He really is like, you know, in Pride Rock after Scar takes over in The Lion King. It's just like buzzards <laughs> and fucking circling hyenas. Okay, I'm just... The, um, okay, this is a few more comments that we have not gone through. Um, this is from the... Um, 
This is from the NPD3 iPelican episode 31 from Argo Vermeer. Uh, Argo says, this is the best channel on all of YouTube. Oh, thank you. And Bob is a great addition. I love to see Howard finally on public trial for being such a colossal asshole <laughs> to so many for so long. <laughs> oh, you know what? We do too. <laughs> This is, um, there's a lot of people that, um, have given us thanks for doing these things while they're, um, while they are at home and can't get out and cause everybody's in a different situation depending where they live. And, uh, we're more than happy to do these things regularly as long as we, um, feel they're, they're good enough to put out. And, um, we've got a few, uh, we got a few comments that all kind of say the same thing. So guys, we hope wherever you are, you're all doing well and that, um, the COVID thing doesn't have you in too bad of a uh, shape. So we've got but some. We're, more, we're the, more than happy to provide the entertainment. I mean, I love that. My rage. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so there was a Reddit post recently. Um, and <laughs> the guy's name is HKD uh, knows Jew bastard 68. And I think a lot of it could be bullshit because of, I looked at his other posts and most of them were just all such hot garbage. And, um, and a lot of these people just post stuff to make, to get attention and get likes and upvotes and all that shit. That's why Reddit is, you got to take it. You got to be very selective with who you're, you're taking your stuff from. But he wrote from a back office employee. This is supposedly new scuttlebutt friend of mine works on the show and he told me to post what I want, but to keep him under wraps. Uh, Brent was asked not to come back and settle for a $25,000 severance package. Uh, in my opinion, uh, yes, he was not asked to come back because, well, he's Brent. What does he fucking offer? And 25000 sounds about even more expensive, even more money than I thought he would get as a severance. So I, I was going to say, if, if he's a part of some sort of union, maybe breaking yeah. his contract prematurely, then fine. Then that makes yeah. sense. But if he's not a part of a union, then that doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Yeah. You know, most likely he, he, there is some kind of union there that I, I have a hard time after the internal lawsuit that they wouldn't sort of make that a, an idea, make that a, a reality. And then continues, Howard has two phones, personal and company. That's not, that's not odd at all. It's pretty normal these days amongst uh, bigwigs. Personal phone has like five people in it. Company phone gets forwarded <laughs> to Marty and she handles who talks to Howard. Uh, I think Raven, Raven made me laugh hysterically. She posted. Doesn't he have the three phone. kids? <laughs> she said there's five people on it. Not one of them is his child, his children. Oh my God. She read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> she said something like Don Buckwell, Marcy, <laughs> Bowie, Robin, and his psychiatrist or something like that. I can't oh remember. Ra Raven, I apologize if I got it wrong. I'm just going on memory. Oh. So the next, the next one is the, uh, the one that we've, it makes more sense because it's, it's something we've been postulating for a while now. Howard is done after this year and has told most of his employees, but the people who serious employees will be put to work in different aspects. Sal and Richard are in talks for their own show. Um, uh, what's it going to be called? What's it going to be called? Cock and balls. Howard has already signed a deal with another company to do a David Letterman type show interview show for 10 episodes, which if true, shame on the company for wasting money on him and for that. And, sh and also I can't wait to see these 10 episodes. <laughs> okay. I have two things to say. One, if Sal and Richard get their own show, do they have to sign something that says they're not going to talk about the ins and outs of the Stern show? I would, I would imagine. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Then yeah. second, 
this baffles me that after all of these years failing on television, that anyone is going to offer him. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, can't and, and I mean, I can't believe we have just. Does anybody not have a computer that they can't pull up the Internet and just go, <laughs> hey, YouTube.com, Howard Stern on television and just say colossal failure, colossal lazy fuck. It's the worst, awkward, boring, oh, inane you bullshit you've ever seen in your life. You, you might as Ted's... well fucking hire a carny who does a magic act. Yeah. Do you think uh, Ted Sarandos just has a slate and uh, chalk in his in his room and he, he doesn't have an actual telephone? He just uh, just uses Morse code to, you know, if this is, you're right. The idea that someone hasn't seen his output from the last 10 years or 20 and 30 years and gone, we're not going to subsidize this horse shit, this amateur hour crap. Do you so, need to hear, do, does any audience need to hear the woe tale of Howard Stern and how he made $96 an hour in the fucking early 80s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about the uh, next one, the uh, starting with mm. Shuli? Who we fucking so hate. Sh- Shuli, who we could care less about and would never do a show on if you paid us. Shuli much le- cheated much on less, his... Much less three. Go ahead. <laughs> Shuli Fuck. cheated on his wife. <laughs> it's a shocker. And a back office employee told his wife. Shuli went into a rage and made the decision to get out of there and follow his wife and kids. They went to Alabama, by the way. No one from the show knows anything about what Artie is doing. Okay. Uh, But a lot of shows like to speculate on it because they're fucking vultures. I'll be (laughs) back. True. I'll be back for more. And those of you who will be like, he's full of shit and he's obviously lying. I don't care. That doesn't change the truth. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. As for Shuli, who knows who gives a shit? Honestly, that's his. Uh, we we made it. We made it a, a, a sort of policy. At quite frankly, to not really talk about spouses aside from Howard and Beth, because he fucking pushed her down our throats, and um, we find it fascinating as train wrecks go. But with Shuli, like I just, we just he doesn't earn. I hate him for the the way he crowbars the whack pack in and they take advantage of them the way they always have except there's no they're not getting anything out of it in the old days they might have got like a 500 hundred dollar game thing that of course howard wasn't paying for anyway but at least they got something out of it now they get nothing and a lot of them are saying fuck you to the show and not coming in and Shuli's pissed because that gets him airtime when they're able to come in hence why you've seen underdog lady i don't know um, like a hundred times in the last few years because then no one else is willing to do it. Crazy Alice wants money to come in, but Beetlejuice has nothing to do with him. He's probably making his own money. Hypogeric's getting cameo money, so fuck the show, right? Well, I mean, how much of a fuck you is it when you were um, on the show during its height and yes. you were part of building the character of the show in a main draw and laugh yep. and drawing comedy into the show and you weren't paid before like Instagram and branding and you know, this sort of, uh, this sort of thing was a more well-known way to make money. And those people would have branded themselves correctly had that, had they had the knowledge to, but now they do know what that is. And they're saying you should pay us because we're a draw and Mm -hmm. he still won't. 
So, yes. And as, as regards to, uh, Shuli's wife, she's off limits as far as we're concerned. Like uh, so we're on team, his ex, sorry, like whatever she did more power to, or I don't, I, I don't, that's not our business. We don't really care. And, uh, I don't, um, that's as much time as we're giving on him. As far as Artie goes, we guarantee guys when he, when we're able to, when we put the feelers out, we are going to put out the fucking best Artie interview you've ever heard. And he's done some really good ones, but you haven't heard too many of them because two people are too concerned with making him uncomfortable, like uh, asking him about Howard's shit. We wouldn't even have to mention Howard and we'll still make an amazing interview out of him because he's got so much to talk about. His show before it went dark was amazing. A lot of it was really, really good. His Nick and Artie stuff before, you know, things took over, unfortunately, um, addiction, what have you, was amazing. It was really amazing. So he's got I stuff think in him. That's some of the best unknown clips. If people want to, uh, Artie, of course, was funny on the Stern show, but if people reference and go back and do the Nick and Artie clips, they are some of the funniest fucking things. The one day you were just sending me little snippets yeah. during the day, I was laughing so fucking hard. It's incredible how yeah. fast and perfect they mesh together when he was doing well. Oh, yeah. He had such 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 a, such a fast ball. It was unbelievable, and it's sad that he's not able to do that now. But hopefully, he's going to get back into it. From what I understand, he's working. He's going to be doing some kind of some kind of podcasting again. And in this day and age, why not? I mean, it's the it's you know you're at home, you're doing what we can do, and um, people do want to hear from you. So if there's demand, why not? So uh, we more power to him, and we hope he's doing well. Um, anything else, Sam? Before we sign off. I just really appreciate anyone who even takes the time to leave a comment. I think that's really sweet of you guys. And I enjoy reading them and all of them. I, I read as much as I can and I think they're hysterical. You guys are so funny. I really yeah. appreciate it. And guys and please guys and gals uh, all alike, please, um, don't uh, limit it to YouTube. Also on Podbean, there's a function um, via the app on your phones. You can leave comments there, and we will definitely read those as well. And likes and all that. That all helps in the uh, the metrics of the whole thing. So from Sam and I, thank you so much. And we hope you enjoy this little bit of, um, I don't know, not th- Canadian Thanksgiving's coming closer. It's coming first. So we're giving you a little Wait, uh, bonus at when some it, point. When is your Thanksgiving? <laughs> Uh, last Thursday of the month, I think. I can't remember. I don't. I, I don't know when mine is either because I'm always drunk. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I honestly like. I. I. I I'm the kind of person I not, can live. Not in life, but on Thanksgiving. I mean, what I, else am I gonna do? It's watching the, Dallas and being drunk. Is that not what Americans do? We can watch know. the Dallas game. <laughs> As I get older, date certain days mean nothing to me. Like I don't know. Like I know my birthday. I know that for a fact. I know my Why? wife's Imp- birthday. Imperialism and colonialism is it important to you? <laughs> if I could get a fucking turkey for Canadian Thanksgiving, I'd be all over it. That's my maybe after moose, my favorite meat. Uh and lamb. But uh oh, I love lamb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the lambs have stopped screaming over here. Uh, but the, but Mrs. Fillmore will not eat any lamb. She hates the smell of it because they, they raised lamb actually when they were growing. They raised sheep when they were growing up for the wool. And uh, they had the funniest names. One of them was called Lone Ranger because he had this black, you know, mask around his eyes. <laughs> One of them was all white. They called him Miracle Whip. Uh, it was uh, it's cute names. Anyway, thank you guys for listening and find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. Check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. And we're trying to guarantee an episode a week. Sometimes you're lucky we'll get two. But uh, 
not not generally because it is a lot of work to put these together and we're more than happy to do it but within limitations so thank you so much we love you stay safe